Today, we're going we're gonna to finish Ephesians um, with a three-week series, and I'm going to kick it off today, and I think there's some hope for today uh, in this message. So open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. This is what we've been studying. Standing strong, faithful to the finish, okay? Standing strong, faithful to the finish. We're going to finish our series But unless you're going to finish your life in the next three weeks, which I'm praying none of us do, well, I don't know if that's a good prayer because we all want to go to heaven, right? We just want to go when God wants, right? But barring that, barring God saying, it's your time, you're going home, praise the Lord, thank you God, Um, my work here's done, barring that, we want to be faithful to the finish. And that won't be the finish of this series, Lord willing, that'll be the finish of Whenever God chooses to take us home or come back and grab us from this earth. And we can't wait for that. But we want to stand strong. We want to stand strong. This passage talks about standing strong. So let me read the passage for you. And uh, this is how we can stand strong. No matter how you walked in here today, no matter what you're going through, whether it's a past abortion, whether it's a poor not, we know this about men, right? Like, guys struggle with sexual sin. We know this, right? Uh, short of putting you on the spot, men, and saying, who struggles with that? And everybody's hand going, you know, we know that. But we need to lead the ladies in saying, hey, hey, here's our sin, so that they'll feel comfortable saying, hey, I need forgiveness for this too, right? So I need freedom as well. Standing strong, faithful to the finish, let me uh, read the word for you. Ephesians chapter 6, our food for today, uh, just fitting, Finally, is the first word, final series begins with finally, be strong, circle those two words, in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on, you know, circle those two words, the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of Of the devil. Ooh. Our enemy brought out. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, number one, against authorities, number two, against cosmic powers, number three, over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil, number four, In the heavenly places, you might just write in the side of your Bible, dominion, because that's what it calls it in chapter 1. Rulers, authorities, powers, and dominions. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having as, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Hopefully you felt that today, gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit and with all prayer, 
and supplication. To that end, keep alert. I want you to circle those two words. Keep alert. Should have six words circled, right? What are they? Be strong. Put on. Keep alert. Spoiler. All right? Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Just write in the side of your Bible there, chapter 2, verse 11, through chapter 3, verse 11. Because that's where he explained the mystery of the gospel. We already went over that. Chapter 2 of Ephesians, verse 11, through chapter 3 of Ephesians, verse 11. That's the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. It's kind of a funny play here. That I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Let me just ask you one question. As a believer in Jesus Christ, how should you speak? Boldly. Boldly. I mean, that's pretty clear. That boldness should be a part of who we are, and it's because the gospel of peace, right, makes us comfortable in our own skin where we're like, Man, I had an abortion. Man, I was addicted to sexual, uh, sexual sin, pornography. Man, I was assaulted sexually. Man, fill in the blank with the worst sin you can imagine. I murdered a person. Whatever it is, whatever you would say it is, whatever the evil day has brought, the gospel of peace has made us bold in Christ. Right? Because we're forgiven and free. The title of the message today is The Strength to Stand Today. We're going to go after some things in the next couple weeks um, together and tomorrow, but today, okay? The funny thing about today is it's pretty relevant because tomorrow will be today and the next day will be today and Every day you're going to go after is going to be today. So this is a really important message today and every day of your, the rest of your life. The strength to stand today. The strength to stand today. Let's just catch this word finally because uh, that will be uh, pretty fun real quick and then we'll get into the message here. So finally is a great word. Final series. Uh, just thought I might catch you up in case you're new here. We've been going through Ephesians for the whole year. So on the screen, here's the series that we've been going after. Ephesians, that was the first week. We, had, we read through the whole book of Ephesians. You should come back next week. Then doctrine. We spent several weeks on doctrine. And I, I would just like to say to you, we've covered a lot of ground there. The one thing we didn't really talk about was like the doctrine of Angels, Satan, evil angels, demons, right? So a little bit of that today, but I'm going to have to come back and get that, all right? And then walk this way from chapter 3, all right? 4, I guess, 4 it was. And then relationship restart, okay? So those are all the series that we've been going after, all powerful, and there we get to the end. Finally, 
Be strong. So standing strong, faithful to the finish, that's what we're going to do. Did everybody get one of these bracelets? You got one of these? Do you got it on or no? Not if you're allergic to latex. All right. I don't know if they're made of latex or not, but I just wouldn't chance it. Okay. <laughs> just saying. I'm not that foolish. Here's the thing. These bracelets are pretty cool. Um, they're not an advertisement. Did you notice that? It doesn't say Harvest Bible Chapel on it anywhere. It's not big bold letters that you could see or read from a long ways away. It's not a big fatty one. <laughs> not even the normal size. Really thin. Why? This is for you. This isn't for the world. This is for you. You need to be reminded, I need to be reminded to be faithful to the finish. So a lot of times when I wear these bracelets, I face them out so people read it when I see them. This one in particular, I'm facing in because I want to be able to read it. I want to look at it. I want it to say to me, time to stand strong, Steve. Time to be faithful to the finish, all right? And so this is why we've printed these bracelets as a reminder to you. Pray that you'll read it uh, or wear it, sorry. Pray that you'll wear it and read it. And uh, I pray, you know, sometimes you wear something like that, then it gets stale, doesn't it? Pretty soon you're like, oh, I don't even know I'm wearing it anymore. All right, then take it off for a while and then put it back on for a while and take it off for a while then put it back on for a while. Whatever you need to do, you could just write in magic marker, stand strong if you want on your hand for a few weeks, whatever you want to do to get yourself ready for battle. You have to be ready for battle. So finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. The key word in the passage is to stand, okay? How to stand today. That's what I'm going to get after. How to stand today. That is the key word in the passage, to stand. You're like, you didn't have me circle that. I know. Because I'm going to have you, I had you circle the ways you're going to stand, right? But if you want to draw a box around to stand, that'd be awesome. Because that's the key word in the passage, to stand. Now, does anybody else have a problem with standing? I stood outside for a long time and my body began to hurt. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I need to walk, all right? So I'm parking cars and I'm walking and I'm sure people were like, he's fidgety, right? But I'm just saying, like, I had to, like, move. I can't just stand. Now, the Bible talks about standing, but it also talked a couple chapters ago about walking. So which is it? Am I supposed to stand or am I supposed to walk? And when am I supposed to do what? I'm so confused. I'm reading this. I'm like, come on. God, could you be clear? I think God's being clear. The Christian walk, the Christian life is a walk. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. So this, let's just say you got saved. You started to walk with Christ, hand in hand, arm in arm. Sometimes he put you on his shoulders and carried you, and you're walking. How you walk is important. The fact that you walk and don't just stand around or sit down, the fact that you're walking is important. How you walk is important. Are you walking you're going to get smoked in the head 
by a missile. Because Satan hates you once you cross the line and started a walk. So I was looking for a movie that would really show you this military kind of thing, right? Where, you know, those guys walk with like, like their gun in hand, right? They're like, you know, and they walk in kind of, it's kind of a march. It's kind of regiment, right? And they're, they're not just kind of like, you know, they're, they're, they're alert. So I want to paint this picture for you. You're on a walk. You're alert, okay? But there's a time when this happens. There's a time when this happens when you stop, all right? And when you stop, it's not just like, when you stop, it's like, boom, right? You bend the knees. You get your hips square. You're ready to go, right? You stop. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about standing, ready, stop, okay? Stand. When the trial passes by, when Satan's darts are extinguished and he goes away, then you walk. You're like, I don't want to walk, man. That was scary. What are you talking about? I think I'll just sit down now. I'll find a foxhole somewhere. No, 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 that's not what God wants. God doesn't want you to walk Stop, sit, don't go anywhere else. He wants you to walk, stop, stand. And when you're done standing, when you've done all the stand, when Satan leaves, when demons flee, the reason it talks about boldness at the end of the passage is because it's going to take some boldness to start walking again. That was scary. Whew, that was crazy bizarre. And now I need to walk again? Are you nuts? I'm never walking that way ever again. We need to walk again. And God gives us the boldness to do that. All right? So hopefully you've gotten the illustration. I couldn't find a movie clip that I liked. And you get it. How to stand today. Let's just go with the first two words. Be strong. Be strong. To stand is to hold one's position. We don't want to give up ground. Isn't that the way some Christians do it? They're like, start this walk. Here's the line. They start this walk, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know? And they get smoked in the head, and they're like, what just happened? I didn't sign up for this. And they go like this. Back to the starting line. You know? You just gave up all that ground, dude. Don't give up the ground. If you're wrestling with a sin and you're starting to make progress and then Satan comes at you with some kind of temptation, you're like, do it again. You give up all this ground. Don't give up the ground. Stand. Fight with the weapons that God's given us. Be strong in the Lord, right? So I think you need to know this. Be strong isn't a physical thing. I tried to paint for you a physical picture, and that's what he's trying to do, painting a physical picture of a Roman soldier for a very spiritual thing. It's spiritual. It's not physical. Go ahead and tell your neighbor. It's spiritual. It's not physical. Come on, they need to know it. You don't get this, though. I know this because I don't get this yet. I keep trying to do it in the flesh. I keep trying to do it physical. I keep working out, doing my push-ups, getting stronger, right? If I only read more of this, if I only do more of that, if I only serve more of this, if I only serve more of that, like... It's not physical. If I only raise my hands in worship, and I'm not raising my hands to be physical. 
Physical worship is great. I think the Bible calls for that, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because the Spirit is here. I can feel the Spirit, and I want, I can't let it, it's like I gotta get it out. I cannot be silent. You're awesome, God. You're awesome. Like, I just want to yell it. And I think about all of you guys, and I'm like, just, just tone it down a little bit, man. Like, what's wrong with you? But in the Spirit, I mean, you never know what the Spirit's going to do. I'm not even trying to control the Spirit. Not a good plan. The Spirit is powerful. We need the Spirit. It's a spiritual thing. It's not physical. I think this is really important. It's in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. I could go back and show you all this when he talks to wives, husbands, children, parents. It's in, always in the Lord. Having something to do with the Lord. It's all the strength of the Lord. This whole thing, this whole recap is about the power of God. The spiritual versus the physical. Good thing. I don't have to be Josh Rose. I'm pretty happy about that. All right? I'm not going to the gym again today, right? Because it's spiritual, not physical. Well, they are linked to some degree. Don't, don't, don't get out of jail free on that. You should probably eat right. You should probably take care of your body. And you're going to want to because it's the body God gave you, right? Spiritual and physical are linked. But this is definitely a spiritual battle. You're like, I'm going to need a verse for that. Well, you're not going to have to go far. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, physical, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. How many times do you think you could say against before you're like, we have an enemy? Against, 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 against. He said it six times, against. Somebody wants to come against you. Are you awake yet? You ever had somebody come after you? Anybody ever had somebody come after you? Come after your character? Come after the way you do things? Come after the, who you are, who God made you to be? Let me just come right after that. Coming against you, right? In the name of Jesus, I'm coming against you. All right, whatever, right? Like, you've had people do that. And what happens? <laughs> okay, here we go, right? Like, it kind of gets hairy, right? It kind of like, oh, I got to stand. I got to dig my feet in. I got I to fight, you know? Be careful of that. We don't wrestle against people, flesh and blood. We wrestle against rulers and principalities and powers. Again, you could just write chapter 1, verse 21 in the margin of your Bible because he said all of these things right here. In the power of the resurrected, he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the, in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. I mean, he's already said this. Here's the thing you need to know about this. I'm not, this is not a message about demons, okay? But this is a real thing. Satan and his demons are real, right? They're spiritual, Right? They're intense. They're coming after you, after me. They're powerful, is, is what I would say on that. And, and not only that, man, they're organized. Four ranks, one leader, they're organized. 
They've got a plan. This word here, um, schemes of the devil in verse 11, he has a strategy. He has a plan for you. He wants to take you out. So what's God's plan for you? To get taken out? No. What's God's plan for you? Two words. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Good, then I'll just muscle myself up. I'll just pull myself up. No. Be strong in the Lord. Don't forget those three words. It's about Jesus. It's a spiritual thing. So just two quick comments here. One, make progress in your walk with Jesus. Are you making progress in your walk with Jesus today? Are you regressing or progressing? You're doing one or the other. Because I don't know anybody that stays the same every day. Except for Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You're either going forward or you're going backward. Matter of fact, if you're sitting here thinking you're staying the same, you're going backward. All right? Let's just be clear. Make progress in your walk with Jesus. And then the second thing, be prepared to wrestle against Satan. Be prepared to wrestle against Satan. That's why I gave you this. I'm not going to preach a message on this right now, but someday I will. This is 10 things you need to know about Satan. We all should know a ton about Jesus, right? I could ask, like, hey, what about Jesus? But everybody be saying something. For sake of time, I'm not going to ask today, okay? But what do you know about Satan? You go read these verses, and you'll know your enemy better, and you can fight the war you're in in a lot more appropriate ways, okay? So that's why I've given you that today. Did everybody get one? Good. If you didn't get one, see the ushers on the way out. You're going to want it. It'll be great. Be prepared to wrestle against Satan. Okay, so let me finish this point with this. There's no reason to be caught off guard. If you're walking bebop along and somebody hits you with a two by four, you're like, God, what'd you do that for? Really? I'm going to blame that on God? No, I'm in a battle, man. Don't, don't be off guard. Don't be caught off guard. We know we're in a war. We know Satan hates us. I rolled up to my wife this morning before I left to give her a hug and a kiss, and I just said, hey, honey, I just got to tell you something. I'm sorry I didn't tell you earlier this week. She said to me, this is funny, she said, as long as it's not you need to be at church at, 11, or at 9 o'clock, I'm good. <laughs> because sometimes that happens at our house. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're doing this at, at 9 o'clock. Whoop. Okay. I said, no, it's not about 9 o'clock, but here it is. It's about right now. I've been studying all week about spiritual warfare and I've never told you to be on guard and that's on me. That's on me. Because if I'm preaching this, then I know Satan's coming. And if you aren't on guard and I'm not on guard, we're in trouble. And so I just rolled up to her. I said, hey, you be ready. You be ready today. Be ready. No reason to be caught off guard. Never underestimate the power of Satan. Don't do it. He's coming. Okay? All right. The second thing, be strong. And it's about spiritual. You just write spiritual on there, or spiritually. Second, put on. Put on. Now, I have to move a little faster. We've reallocated some time in our service, and so I'm, I'm way behind. And so I'm going to do this faster than I had planned to do this. Please Give me grace over that. Come back at 11 if you want to see it a little slower. How about that? Um, 
put on. So, so he says that up here in verse 11, and then he says in verse uh, uh, take up in verse th- uh, 13, the, and then he says the whole armor again. So it's not just like take up or put on one thing. So here, just let me illustrate it this way. You, you have spring, it's springtime, right? It's like almost summer. You're like, I think it's summer. Eh, it's Minnesota. I'm not sure yet. All right? But, but early spring, when it's like March, and it's feeling good, like 50 degrees, and you don't think you need a coat. Like what used to happen at my house is like, my mom would be like, you need a coat, right? And she'd be like, put it on. And what's the next words? Well, for me, it was, and don't take it off, <laughs> right? Leave it on's good, but, but it was like, put it on and don't take it off, all right? That's what we're talking about. This isn't like, yeah, I'll just put on truth today. Tomorrow, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Put it on and don't take it off. You get that? Put it on and do not take it off. Now, putting it on is active. You have to do something today. You have to be active in your faith today, okay? So, here it is. Uh, The armor of God. Because we want to stand, we need to fasten on, put on, put on, take up. Those are four participles to explain how we could stand. Here it is. Put on first the belt of truth. Now, I uh, bought this handy dandy little kit. Uh, Here is the belt of truth. Not sure it's going to fit. No, it doesn't. But it fits, it fits Quinn pretty well. We had it all on him yesterday. That was fun. But this is the belt of truth. This is a cartoon thing. That's great. It's awesome. Um, I have a belt on, brown with gray. I know it's not right, but I always wear this belt. You want to know why? Because it's a good belt. I bought a gray belt. You know what? It's shredded. It's junk. But this belt, this leather belt, man, it has stood the test of time. I've had this since, I think, college, right? I mean, it's just a firm belt. So, the belt is truth. Truth is a sincere desire to love and live for God. Write this down. Hypocrisy. Go ahead and write it down. Put a circle around it and put a line through it. No hypocrisy. That's what the truth means. This is what I know from the word of God. This is what I do from the word of God. You're like, oh, that ain't happening, Steve. I know. It doesn't happen in my life either. But Satan deals in the gap. He deals where you're a hypocrite, you're right? He deals right there. And he's like, you can't, you won't, you, you know, shouldn't. The truth is you can, you will, and you should in Jesus' name, right? So stop the hypocrisy cycle with the truth. You got to get in the word. You got to close the gap between what you hear in the word, what you know in the word, and what you do in your life. Close that gap. That's called truth. That's the belt. Strap up every day with the truth. Try to live a life according to what you know God said. That's all you can be held accountable to. And then keep reading it so you know more of what God says. The breastplate. You put that on. Boom. Let's get after that, eh? Whoop. This is awesome. It's a little small. The breastplate would be front, back, probably down to the thighs, cover all of it, right? Uh, more expensive uh, bronze if you were uh, 
cheapskate, and uh, or if you're just poor, poor like me. And then if you, I'm not poor. I shouldn't say that. I was joking. Like I'm not poor. We're all rich. We have so much, right? So we would have a coat of mail, right, all the way around. We'd be well protected, and that is called righteousness, uprightness of integrity of character from Jesus, right? I mean, you're not righteous. It's not self-righteousness. You're not righteous in and of yourself. Your, your, your good works, isn't, that's not what we're talking about, right? This is the righteousness of Christ in you. So next time Satan comes calling, we talked about uh, abortion today. We could have talked about any issue that shames people. Next time sh- Satan comes calling and go, well, you're not, and you can't, and you won't, and you could be like, Satan, shut up. Right? Because I never said I was. Jesus did. I never said I could. Jesus did. I never said I should. Jesus did. So you take it up with him. He's my master. This is what he's called me to do. And you watch him run. Right? That's righteousness in Christ. All right? Then you have this. You have the shoes uh, of boldness. Um, they have shin guards in here. That's kind of weak. So I'm just going to go to, I mean, that's our shoes. Shin guards? Shin guards are shoes. So, so I had to like pull out some shoes. Blast from the past. Man, I love that in high school. Soccer is my favorite sport. Um, I got to pull out these. Um, I was going to bring all of my gray shoes. Y'all have shoes, right? Come on now. Who has more than 10 pairs of shoes? If your hand's not up, you're a liar. Come on now. Come on now. I know you live in America. You have tons of shoes, all right? Here's the deal. I just offended somebody for sure because I called them a liar, and they're like, I definitely only have two pairs of shoes. I'm a minimalist. (laughs) Yeah, and you feel really self-righteous about it, don't you? (laughs) Right. Touche, all right? I didn't wear my loafers today because I I had them on, and I was like, no, you can't preach in loafers if you're talking about standing strong, right? So I like strapped up my, you know, good shoes, right? And, uh, but the thing is, like, you know, so many times, us as Christians, we have slippers on. Complacency, right? Write it down. Complacency. Draw a circle around it. Exit out. Complacency. That's the problem with us. We get comfortable. And so the thing is, with Roman soldiers, they had spikes on the bottom of their shoes, right? So when the battle came, man, I'm getting really cluttered up here. Like, when the battle came, they could stand firm. They weren't slipping, And they could cover lots of terrain quickly, which made them conquer a lot, right? And it was all because they had this firm footing. What's our firm footing? What does it say in the scriptures? Go ahead. I don't have to preach it for you. It's right there. What does it say our firm footing is? Readiness from the gospel of peace. So the fact that your firm footing is the gospel of peace, that God loves me so much that we're in a good relationship right now, woo, can't believe it, is, but I'm a sinner, right, is the boldness or the readiness to go tell other people, you know what, you can have that too. You can have a firm footing too. Yeah, like, but I'm a sinner. Like, no, I am too. Jesus paid it all. I'm not saying there wasn't a cost. There was a cost. It hurt bad. God died on a tree. There was a cost. You just don't have to pay it. Is that cool? That's firm footing. That's peace. And uh, that's what we got to put on. 
not slippers. Um, this stat just boggles me. I preached this a long time ago, and it was, it was, it was back then. I don't know if it's still true, but I'm going to say it's probably around the right percentage. 90% of believers in Jesus Christ, people that claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, will he say that? Never lead another person to Christ. 90%. And yet the Bible says, by your fruits they will know you. The Bible says that we are to make disciples, baptize, teach all that we've learned. And so, hey man, time to strap up. Time to be bold with what we've been given. We have been given so much. We must speak about it. And that is the shoes ready with boldness. The shield of faith. My trust in God that he will do what he says he will do. Uh, the word you could put over here is feelings. See, so many times feelings trip us up. Draw, draw feelings over there. Circle it. Draw an X through it. You know, feelings are important. God gave us emotions. I get it, right? But sometimes our feelings get in the way of facts, right? Sometimes we need to go to the facts of Scripture that God loves us and stop with the feelings train. It's like, well, I'm not worth anything. No, God knows what you're worth. He created you in his own image. So feelings can be really destructive. Doubt, discouragement, despair. Anybody felt any of those this week? You know, like, come on. And those are feelings. That's not the truth. And you need to get ready and able to say, you say this, whoever's saying it, whether it's in your mind or somebody else saying it, you say this, but God says this. That's the battle of the mind. That's where the war, the spiritual warfare is happening. You say this, but God's word says this. Jesus might have showed us that. There's another kind of part here that's kind of classic, and that is to extinguish the flaming darts of the wicked one. So what they would do is they'd take this arrow, they'd dip it in something, right? Pitch or, you know, and they'd light it on fire. And then they'd shoot these arrows, right? And you don't want to get hit with one of these arrows. Why? Two reasons. One, it's on fire. Two, if it hits you, and you pull it out, you're infected. Fire spreads, infection spreads. Double meaning here. So whether it hits you and internally you have an infection, or whether it hits you and the fire doesn't go out and it spreads, either way, the attack isn't contained. And we see dissension in the body, right? When the fire spreads, when the flames aren't put out, when they aren't extinguished, we see the fire spread. And Satan loves that. Satan loves that. And when it hits you, because you don't have enough faith with the shield, right? It's like, get that shield up there. It's big, man. Like, well, it's real big. Keep going. I hope you have like some kind of Jedi skills or something because this ain't big enough. All right, this is not big enough faith. It's not big enough. You know the size of a Roman shield? Four or four and a half. Four or four and a half by two, two and a half. Enough to cover most people's body, right? 
You get that shield, you start locking arms with other guys, it's a wall. You aren't welcome here, Satan. You can't come this way. That's what we're talking about. Get a big picture, get a big faith, and that's what we're talking about. And then this, it kind of changes here in verse 17. It's hard because he's still on the armor, but he, he has another like imperative, take. He's like, take. And this word means to receive or to grab hold of. Imagine that when he's going to talk about salvation, he's talking about receiving something or taking hold of something, right? So the helmet of salvation, you got to take it. If I was to give you this helmet and you didn't take it, man, it's really medieval for Roman. If you don't take it, man, you don't got it. But if I give it to you and you take it, you've got it. It's yours. Yeah, dude. It's too small. <laughs> the helmet of salvation, the last piece of armor put on because it's hot, right? Okay, the last piece of armor put on was the helmet. The helmet always was put on before you went to battle. Always. Goliath's the poster boy for that one, okay? You get Goliath if you don't put this on, okay? And this is to guard you from fatal wounds, right? This isn't just salvation, like I was converted at salvation, like I was like started the thing. This is ultimate victory with God in heaven. Do you know that? Satan can't touch you. He's got no hold over you. If you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've embraced that, if you've received it, if you've taken it, if it's gripped you and you've gripped it, then you have victory. It is over. He might try to win. You might cower one time. You might turn and run it. But now after this message, I'm hoping you'll like stop and stand until it's over and then start walking again. All right? This is what we're trying to do. And then this last one, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is weak. I'll just use this. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, right? This is what you cut Satan down with. This is the truth. He doesn't like the truth. He's a liar. He wants to deal in lies. You start talking the truth to him, he will run away. We need to memorize the truth or carry it with you. You could do either. Memorizing is harder. Carry it. You'll get a few comments. Take it on date night with my wife. People are like, what are you doing? Dude, I want to. I'm not dropping my sword, man. Like this is it. This is all we have right here. This is the only offensive weapon. And notice, God's not like, just go flail. Like, just do it. You know, like, what is He saying? What's the context of the weapon? What's the context of using this offensive weapon? Stand, stand, shield up, sword out. Let's go. Throw a few darts. Coo, coo, you know? Keeps coming. All right, let's go. What did you say? I didn't hear you. What'd you say it again? What'd you say? All right. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's go. And you start quoting. That's the way we should live our spiritual life. 
Don't cower. Don't duck. Don't. Let's go. I got the helmet of salvation on. I got the sword of the spirit. And I am ready for you. Let's go. All to say, two words. Put on. Right? Put on. Put on. You need to actively put some things on and consider Jesus Christ, Matthew 4, 1 through 11, and how he quoted scripture and how Satan ran. This last one, keep alert. Keep alert. Um, I don't have time to preach this. Uh, You can read it from verses 18 through 20. It has to do with prayer. A spirit of prayer. We should always be in prayer. I'd just like to confess to you, sometimes I pray, God, we're entering your presence right now, and as we enter your presence through the blood of Christ, through the, like, what kind of prayer is that? Aren't we in his presence? Well, not unless you left. I didn't want to leave, right? So I'm just, as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, stop praying like I'm entering your presence, God. I'm in your presence. So grateful to be here with you, God. Right? You can start your prayers like that. I can't believe we get to be here with you, God, but thanks for having us again today here in the throne room where we can come boldly. And uh, you got to keep alert. I think I've hit a lot of it. Um, you just ask this one question. Won't I get tired? Won't I get tired? Won't I just be exhausted if I'm always alert? I'm, we're not talking about physical. We're talking about spiritual. All right? We're not talking about physical Physical, you're going to get tired. You're going to get tired of going like this. Your arm's going to get tired. You're going to get tired holding your, you're going to get tired. I'll get tired. Trust me. If I stood there the whole message, I would be tired and my back would be out. Okay, that's it, right? It's not physical. It's spiritual. You can stretch your spiritual muscle. You can ask God to give you more. You can just, when you're weak, rest in him. Depend on him. It doesn't depend on you. It depends on him. So glad it's spiritual. So walk. Just write this down. Walk with Christ, okay? Have you started your journey with Christ? If you haven't started your journey with Christ, that's the first thing. You can't keep alert unless you've ever started a relationship, right? This is like a continual thing. Yeah, well, things don't continue that don't start. You need to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you'd like to know more about that, for sake of time, i just ask you to come down. I'll be right here. Let's talk, all right? A relationship with Christ. Okay, now, walk with Christ. Alert. Stop. Stand. Fight. Boldness to walk again, all right? That's what the message is today. Be strong. Put on. Keep alert. And if you'd write these words down, walk Stop, stand, fight, walk. Those will help you as you stay alert. We're not giving up ground. We are not giving up ground. Church, we are not giving up ground. When he comes this week, we stand. This ground has been taken for Jesus. Maybe I'm not taking ground right now. I'm in a battle. That's okay. You can stand, but don't give up ground. And then let's walk again in Christ. Let me pray for us. God, and I just want to ask you, um, I just want to ask you to just sink this in. Satan's going to try to help us forget all this. He doesn't want us to have a strategy for his strategy. 
But You've been so clear in Your Word that we need to stand strong, that we need to put on, and that we need to keep alert. We understand we need to be walking. We understand we need to stop sometimes because we're alert, that we need to um, stand strong, that we need to fight with the truth of Your Word, with the faith that what You say is correct. And then give us the boldness to walk again, God. It's hard, but give us the boldness to walk again, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen.